Alrighty, folks, welcome back to the Jonathan Coots Show. Today we're talking about something that is growing ever larger, a an, an issue that is continuing to come up, and I believe it is indicative of a larger problem in the culture today, and that is the rewriting of famous works of fiction. I have here an article from the Daily Wire uh, that's a couple of days old, but there's another one talking about similar things happening with uh, the Peter Pan show that's going to be coming to the Disney Plus show. But famed, uh, famed children's author Roald Dahl's books altered in massive woke effort. This is the headline. The publisher of Roald Dahl, the famed children's author who wrote Charlie and Chocolate Factory, Matilda, James and the Giant Peach, the BFG, among other works, has collaborated with the Roald Dahl Story Company, which manages the work's copyright and trademarks, to make hundreds of alterations in order to not offend anyone with Dahl's original works. Now, this goes on to say that they actually walked this back and released the classic ones in the new publications, uh, along with the edited ones that just brings out very banal words, just changing very minor things like getting rid of fathers and mothers to simply parents, silly things like that, getting rid of the word ugly, all those sorts of things. Similar things happened with... Uh, the James Bond stories. And then now they are hiring uh, culture critics or cultural sensitivity readers to work on the casting of uh, Native Americans in the new Peter Pan and Wendy show that will be coming out to Disney+. And this just immediately makes me think of the phraseology or the phrase, the maxim, whatever you might call it. Sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt me. That's what is missing that is what is not happening anymore all these individuals people think that they have a right to not be offended but the problem is is offense is first and foremost a choice offensive things get said to me on a daily basis on a daily basis if not an hourly basis because i have standards around the words that I like or don't like as well. I mean, these people do too, but I don't like when people take the Lord's name in vain. They have a problem with just simply banal words. And the difference is, is there is, in fact, a difference. You can tell what things are good to say and what things are not good to say. But the other difference is I, when I hear something that I don't like to hear, I don't ask them that they not say that. I, I don't impose my sensibilities onto other people. If it is ridiculous or over the top, I might ask, come on now, do we really need to talk like that? Or when there's young people around, you try to ensure that they're not exposed to such vulgarity at a young age. But the funny thing is, is these people are 20, 30, and they're still offended by words like mother and father. Things that are naturally good. Changing something from mother to father to simply parents to promote gender-inclusive language is very different than me asking somebody to not say the F word around a four-year-old or to not take the Lord's name in vain in church or at a church group or simply asking that people not use a slanderous speech is different than the description of a fictional witch in a story written by Roald Dahl, one of the most beloved children's authors in existence. 
there is inherently a difference between those two. And the problem is, is that our culture has simultaneously desensitized and sensitized in the opposite direction of what they should be doing. We are desensitized to the things that are important and sensitized to the things that are unimportant or not as important. Fundamentally, everything is important to some degree or another. That's why it's important to talk about what the silliness that is going on with the rewriting of authors' works who are dead. It's one thing if the author concurs and says, yeah, maybe that should be changed. But even then, I think it's important that those things remain a marker in society of where society was so that we can see, look how far we have progressed. There are things that can be found offensive in the Bible. But once again, first and foremost, offense is a choice. And secondly, we shouldn't just get rid of language that is offensive for, because, as I said, it's a choice. But it also shows the difference in history, the difference in culture. Obviously, this is the infallible word of God, and the things that offend people that are in the Bible is truth. People are now offended by truth, and we shouldn't remove the truth from people's sensibilities. But in books that I'm looking on my shelf here, the Iliad, the Odyssey, things like that, there's language and descriptions that, of things that can be offensive. There's offensive things in King Lear and Hamlet, and King Lear, his eyes are gouged out. That is an offensive picture to read and hear described. Does that mean we should get rid of it? No, it means sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt me. What happened to that? It means offense is a choice, and you just shouldn't be offended by certain things. In fact, I think being offended is typically a poor response in almost all, in almost all situations. In my mind, I can't think of a situation in which it is good. You're like, oh, I'm offended by that. And I would say, oh, good for you. You should have been offended by that. No, it's like, take the high road. Like, yeah, that was offensive, but I can be offended and not respond accordingly to that. I can be offended by someone's speech when they use slanderous words, but then not act out of that offense but act out of a reasonable response to something. Is it reasonable for me to say, hey, I need you to change your entire vocabulary because some of the words that you use are offensive to me? Like, what is that going to do? Especially if I'm trying to take the position of I want to minister to this person. I want to be Christ to this person. When that comes a time that they say, hey, do you think I should talk like that? I'll say No. I don't think you should talk like that, but if I come onto the scene saying, hey, you need to change everything about the way you talk, you need to change your speech so that my sensibilities are suited, they're going to see that as precocious. They're not going to be like, oh, this person is reasonable. Like, no, this person's completely unreasonable. I'm not going to change the way that I talk. And the same thing is true for these. It, it, it is the premise of eat the meat and spit out the bones. Now, in my opinion... There aren't many bones to spit out of a world doll story. But if somebody reads this and is offended by that, that doesn't mean you should discard the whole work. And it doesn't mean that you should change it. It means that that specific portion is not for you at this time. Because at a later date, if you decide to mature or if you become more mature, that portion might actually become for you and you can then learn from that. There are portions of the Bible that are not for me right now because I am not mature enough to understand them at this time. But hopefully, 
as I progress, that will become for me. It's like reading a Dostoevsky novel when you're 12 might not be the best thing. You'll be offended by many passages or you simply won't understand other ones. And later on, that will become for you. But at the moment, it is not. And so trying to change speech to make things less offensive or, in other words, less truthful because anymore, essentially, we are offended by the truth. One of the passages removed from the Roald Dahl is the description of a witch who is described as ugly. Um, let me see if I can find it here. Um, I don't think that it's listed in here. Anyways, the point is, they're fictional characters, firstly. And secondly, if they're describing something, that description is truth. And so the fact that you're offended by it, like the word ugly, if a witch is ugly, then it's good to say that she's ugly because witches are bad. They're usually maniacal characters, and so describing them as ugly would be a truthful statement. But so many of the people today think that witchcraft is not bad, so they're offended by the truth. They're offended by the term ugly as well, even though with one hand they're saying that, oh, being fat and ugly is actually acceptable because beauty's in the eye of the beholder, and it is brave and beautiful just to be who you are as you are. On the other hand, they're saying, oh, well, we shouldn't use language like that because it's offensive. Well, isn't ugly and being, because another passage that they removed is, they described as fat, is that, oh, well, isn't fat and ugly actually beautiful? Or is it bad and offensive? If it's an actually offensive thing, it's because it's describing a state of being that is not good to be. It is not good nor healthy to be fat. So you should try to move away from that. That is also one of the benefits of having slightly offensive language when it is offensive towards something that is good. Because that is actually possible. You can say things that make you feel offended by it because it's stating something that is a true depiction of reality. It is ugly to be fat, and you shouldn't want to be fat. You should want to get better. You should want to get healthier. And so there's a, really a, there's a difference between offensive language and strong language. Offensive language is language that is truly offensive to sensibilities and it is not beneficial to use, such as curse words. They're called curse words for a reason. They're called profanity for a reason because things that are profane are not good. There are strong words that are good because they motivate you towards something else. They evoke a visceral response in you that motivates you to be good. And the disordered response to that is offense. Offense is a disordered response. A good response is change towards the good. Offense is a response that says, no, no, I'm okay the way that I am, and the world needs to revolve and adapt and change to my sensibilities. That's why these people are very narcissistic, because all they do constantly is be offended by things, because offense says, no, everything else, the thing that is strong or e evoking a response should change based on my idea of reality instead of, oh, something about this is making me feel a certain way. It's making me respond to this, and I am going to therefore assess myself and try to become better.
that is what you should do. That is called a healthy response. Offense is the opposite of that. And that's why this is ultimately silly, trying to change these things, trying to rewrite the past so that they can continue to stay the way that they are, so that their sensibilities can be not offended, because they're choosing to be offended by things that are rather banal, like the description of a fictional character in a story from a children's book. It's very banal, but the problem is the reason why this is important is because eventually they'll try to work their way up into more important, more impactful works of fiction. I've been reading the Brothers Karamazov, and, and I can't imagine all the passages that they would want to change in that book. Because it's so true, it's so visceral, and it's so real, let alone when they want to start changing the good book. So I hope you guys enjoyed this. I'll see you next time on the Jonathan...